all, and welcome to episode 35 of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleece, and so excited to be here yet again chatting with you, putting a little bug of inspiration in your ear, and I cannot wait to hear what you think of this episode on the pursuit of happiness. No, we're not going to like dig in to Will Smith's movie. That was him, right? The Pursuit of Happiness. This is where you respond and say, yes, Cami, or no, it was so and such. And correct me because I'm not going to go and look that up. But I do want to talk about happiness because I think that it's something that we're sold so much in our culture and that we're constantly seeking out. But what we don't realize is that in this pursuit of happiness, essentially what we have to do is focus on so many negative things that are showing us we are not happy yet. And by focusing and fixating on all that we don't have, it essentially keeps us from actually being happy. And I kind of came to this realization as I was led to it by an author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, Mark Manson. The book is amazing. I've been listening to it on Audible and it's been so inspiring, but has really pointed out some interesting points about a lot of things, but I really liked his thought process on happiness. So some of this information is kind of what I read and saw on his website and stuff that I wanted to share with you because I think that it's a really important question to ask ourselves as we pursue this life about ultimately how we can actually be happy. Um, How am I feeling worthy this week? Of course, you know, I think allowing myself to be a little spontaneous has been something that's been really nice. I think it can get easy to get stuck in this structure, which you kind of have to do as an entrepreneur and business owner managing a lot of things. But there's something about not having plans scheduled and deciding last minute to go meet up with friends for dinner or When this episode airs, my sister and her husband will be flying into LA on a last minute spontaneous trip that we all just kind of put together and said, yes, we'll clear our schedules, we'll make it work. And I'm just so thankful that we take the opportunity to be spontaneous, that within sort of our lives that can become so regimented and kind of you know, so typical, that adding that sense of spontaneity just kind of shows ourselves that we can step out of our box a little bit, that there's so much more out than our calendar. And don't get me wrong, I freaking love my paper calendar. TJ makes so much fun of me because I'm so attached to like the paper version of calendars. I would love to know if you're in this same boat or if you're all like Google Calendar, Apple Calendar. I hate looking at the calendar on my phone. It annoys me so much because I can't see everything I have you know, for the month as easily, for the day as easily. I just hate it. But anyways, I digress. That is for a whole nother podcast on my thoughts on planners. (laughs) But stepping out of the routine and the regimen might be kind of nice just to show yourself that you're worthy of doing something a little spontaneous, you know, a little splurge for yourself or a little splurge of your time um, can be really, really good for the soul. So that has been a way that I've just been showing myself and leaning into a little bit lately in my own worthiness. Before we hop into this episode, we are going to have a quick note from our sponsor. So kind of like I was saying, which was really surprising to me, but as you think about wanting to pursue 
things that make you happy, you essentially have to look at all the things that don't. And it's hard because then you get so fixated on these things, assuming that, okay, if this would just be fixed, if this would just be different, then I would ultimately be happy. But the problem is that all the things that you think will make you happy come with their own set of problems. And in the end, you end up feeling similar to where you started. You just have new problems. And I think it's important to acknowledge this because I think we're all looking for like this ultimate happiness, this ultimate happy lifestyle that we're constantly being sold and we're constantly being told, you know, you'll feel happy if you buy this adorable purse or sweater or shoe. You'll feel happy if you buy this amazing car. You'll be happy if you finally are in that relationship. You finally have that bank account number. You finally lose that weight. We are told that this will make you happy. But the problem is that more often than not, you get those things, you maybe feel a momentary minute of happiness, but you ultimately realize that it didn't make you feel as different as you thought. And there are the own set of problems that come to managing all of these new things. So we have to step back and kind of evaluate, okay, like if I'm not just going to constantly focus on all the things that aren't making me happy, what do I do? And I liked this quote on Mark's blog, but he basically said, just as a confident man doesn't wonder if he's confident, a happy man does not wonder if he's happy. He simply is. And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, especially somebody who like loves affirmations and stuff, there's this important aspect of essentially telling ourselves the person that we want to be. But there has to be some belief there. There has to be some truth because your mind will know if you're just kind of BSing yourself, it won't buy into that. But ultimately, if you really were confident, right, you wouldn't have to look in the mirror and say, I am confident. So it's learning, okay, if you don't want to have to tell yourself, I'm happy, it's okay, I'm happy, I'm happy, and you just are, how do we do that? How do we shift into that? And the problem is that most people who are seeking happiness are actually seeking pleasure, And there's a difference here, right? So with pleasure, you're looking for good food, more time for TV and movies, a new car, parties, losing weight, becoming popular, all those things. And while pleasure is great, it is not the same as happiness. Pleasure is correlated with happiness, but it doesn't cause it. I mean, think about it, right? Like anybody who's an addict to something, ask them how pursuing pleasure worked out. If somebody is going to have an affair in their marriage, Ask them how seeking that pleasure worked out. For somebody who uses food as an emotional coping method to the point to where they make themselves sick or, you know, they numb themselves completely, ask them how seeking that as pleasure is making them feel. Pleasure is ultimately a false god. And research shows that people who focus all of their energy on materialistic and superficial pleasures end up more anxious, more emotionally unstable, and less happy in the long run. And pleasure is the most superficial form of life satisfaction and therefore essentially the easiest. It's the easiest way to market to you. It's the easiest, less, you know, least painful in the moment way to feel good. And it's what we use to numb and distract ourselves. But pleasure, while necessary in our lives, right, isn't enough. And as we're pursuing this happiness, we assume that, okay, 
I can't be sad and I have to just, you know, everything has to be amazing. I can have no pain in my happy world, in my amazing world. But negative emotions are so necessary and healthy for maintaining, for maintaining essentially like a stable baseline in the happiness of your life. So you have to realize that even with the happiest life that you could possibly be living, you will still experience pain. You will still experience hardships and heartbreak. We do not live in a perfect rainbows and kittens world. There are rainbows and kittens, but you know what I mean, right? So you assuming that if you could just get blank, everything would just be better, you have to realize that there's still pain that comes with that new version. So the trick with navigating these negative emotions is to try and figure out how you can express them in a way that, you know, is healthy and productive and aligns with ultimately who you want to be. What's the version of yourself that wants to deal with negative emotions in a productive way that aligns with the values of the person that you want to become? Using and allowing these negative emotions to be a part of our life actually allows us to be happier. Nobody who's happy 100% of the time is actually 100% of the time. They're just shoving down the rest of the emotions. So learning to differentiate between happiness and pleasure is the first step towards seeing what may or may not be the right direction for you. And then acknowledging that even as you seek after those happiness things, there will still be pain. There will still be hardships. There will still be aspects that aren't ideal. And that's okay. I mean, think about it. Completing a half marathon, which I can say is such a great feeling, makes us happier than sitting down and eating some french fries, as good as they are. You know, I'm assuming raising a kid makes you happier than just another night out with friends. Starting a small business and struggling to make money makes us happier than just buying the next new item that's on trend. And why is that? Because, you know, the reality is, is that all of these things, running a half marathon, raising a kid, starting a business, getting healthier, getting more active, all of these things can have aspects that are exceedingly unpleasant and require setting high expectations and essentially failing to always meet them, right? Yet doing these things end up being some of the most meaningful moments and activities within our life, and yet they still involve pain and struggle. But why are these things that are so meaningful still involving pain? It's because they allow us to become closer to our our ideal selves. So if you are making a choice and pursuing an activity that gets you closer to the person that you know you ultimately want to become, you're going to feel happier, even if this is a difficult activity. It's the perpetual pursuit, essentially, of filling, fulfilling our ideal selves that grant us this happiness, regardless of the superficial pleasures or pain or regardless of the positive or negative emotions. This is why there are some people that can choose to be happy when everything around them is falling apart and others who choose to be sad when everything else should be amazing or why some people are excited to go to work and other people hate going to parties, right? Like 
they are choosing to, they are either pursuing their ideal self or they aren't. The end results of, you know, of these tasks, right? The half marathon or raising a kid or getting healthy or whatever, don't define our ideal selves. It's not about the end goal. It's achieving a difficult long-term goal that does, even if it looks different than what we expected. It's the process of trying to overcome these odds hopefully surrounded by people that you care about and even if not still choosing to move forward so it's not that oh my gosh yes i you know super easily trained and ran my half marathon no big deal it's not that just that makes you happy it's something deeper it's choosing to commit to a long-term goal and sticking to it and this is essentially the reason that trying to be happy inevitably will make you unhappy because to try to be happy implies that you're not already inhabiting your ideal self at all. It shines this light that you're not aligned with the qualities that you want to be pursuing. So after all, if you were acting out your ideal self, then you wouldn't feel the need to try and be happy. So in choosing this route and in choosing, okay, like if I'm not pursuing happy and I'm trying to pursue my ideal self, what do I do? I recommend imagining who you want this person to be. You can think about this person. You can journal this person. You can whatever makes you happy and then just step towards it. Do anything, right? Mel Robbins, the five second rule, one, two, three, four, five, do something, This simple act of just moving at all will change how you feel about the entire process and serve to inspire you further. It is that simple act of saying, I want to be someone who works out consistently and loves vegetables. Today, I'm going to go walk to the grocery store and buy four new veggies that I'm going to try. It's just the act of stepping towards that person that gives you this sense that you're on the right path, that you're becoming who you want to be, and you're inhabiting those actual characteristics. So let go of this imagined end result, right? Like there isn't, it isn't like a, okay, I have to hit all these checklists, right? The fantasy idea of your ideal self isn't fully necessary. It's just the tool to get you motivated. Because again, what it boils down to is that you are stepping towards becoming your ideal self. It's the activity itself that creates the life that allows you to live as your ideal self, as your best self, as someone who's pursuing something greater than themselves, deeper than pleasure. And acknowledging that through that process, as you're trying to determine who your ideal self is, right? Think about the pain that you're willing to endure for that happiness. A lot of people think they want a six pack, a lot of people, but they do not want the pain of going to the gym consistently. And they do not want the pain of eating a very restricted diet. A lot of people think they wanna work for themselves, but they don't want the pain of the uncertainty and the failure and the hours. A lot of people want an amazing relationship but they don't want the pain of vulnerability, compromise, or selflessness. So as you're envisioning your ideal self, also be realistic about the pain that you really want to bring into your life. And maybe you think that you would be okay with it. You test it out and you realize, 
nope, not aligned with my ideal self the way that I thought. And that's okay. That's beautiful. Your goals will always be changing. You are constantly evolving as a person. But the, the idea is to be pursuing something greater than just this fluffy happiness, than just pleasure, than just what's being sold to us today. Because there will always be something, quote, quote, better. There will always be something, quote, quote, newer or whatever it could be. And you have to have a barometer if that is actually worth your time and worth your energy. And if you're operating as your ideal self and choosing to make decisions out of that state, then you'll know if that's something worth pursuing your time or not. You know, it can be hard to be motivated to get up and go to the gym or do your quiet time or make that call or go to that business meeting. And maybe the simple question you need to start asking yourself is what would my ideal version of myself do in this moment? Would they get up and go do that? Would they pick that up at the grocery store? Would they make that phone call? And use that because then you will feel this sense of accomplishment, this sense of happiness and joy, which is deeper than happiness, right? More long-lasting that will carry you further. And soon you'll be living this life and you won't have to ask yourself, am I happy? Because you're already on that path. You're already embodying that. You're already doing the things that you know get you closer to the ideal version of the person that you know you're capable of becoming. We are all works in progress our whole lives. And hopefully that's kind of a freeing idea. Maybe not for people who are like real perfectionists. But we are constantly going to be a work in progress. So allowing yourself the flexibility to decide what you need and when you need it and what your ideal self will be at that moment is all you need to focus on right now. And hopefully that'll get you motivated to start making the changes that you are currently thinking of. I know you're thinking of something. I know there's something in your head that's like, I need to make a shift here. I need to make a change here. What would your ideal self do? Then go do that now. Now, now, now. (laughs) Okay, enough berating you, but I'm seriously encouraging you. Embody her, embody your ideal self and step forward into that. Because in this pursuit of happiness, you have to be aligned with her. And then you won't even have to ask if you're actually happy. I hope you have an incredible day. I hope you feel motivated. Let me know the first step that you're going to do towards your ideal self so I can cheer you on. And let me know if you loved this episode, what you think. If you're enjoying this podcast, please rate and review it wherever you listen. It means so much to me. Share it with loved ones. And I will be talking with you so soon. Bye, guys.